Hello, and welcome to And Breathe, the podcast to help you understand more about the power of your breath. Each week, you'll hear experts and inspirational people from all walks of life share the stories and experiences that have changed their lives for the better. Throughout the podcast, we will be sharing tips on how our breath can help us through challenging times and how it's more than just an inhale and an exhale. Before we go any further, let's check in with our breath. Instead of worrying what has been, what is yet to come, ground yourself in the present moment and appreciate what is right here, right now. Take three deep breaths and notice how you feel in your body and your mind. If you're not feeling okay today, please give yourself a break. Sometimes it's okay to not be okay. Sometimes if all we do is to connect to our breath, that is enough. Now notice your thoughts and rather than judge them, just be. Try not to entertain them and let them float by and stay focused on your breath. The inhale and the exhale and just being rather than doing. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and expand your belly as you inhale. Contract as you exhale. Using gentle, rhythmic, diaphragmatic breaths, slowing everything down. As you breathe in and out, you're coming more into your body and sending messages via the nervous system to come into a calm, relaxed state. So now we're fully present, let's begin. Before we meet our next guest, I would like to thank the sponsors of this podcast episode, Cloris. Cloris is a multi-award-winning premium CBD and natural wellness brand with a deep interest in nature and holistic well-being. Founded by three friends, it has risen the ranks to be considered one of the most loved and respected names in the UK, offering truly intelligent and CBD beauty and wellness products. Cloris is my go-to CBD oil because I find it really helps support the breath and the body system when I need to find that space of inner calm. My wonderful friends at Cloris have kindly offered 20% off the full range of their products to all and breathe listeners. Just go to cloris.co and use the code breathe. Now let's move on to the podcast. So today, one of our sponsors is joining us and it's Kim Smith, who is the co-founder of Cloris. Really excited for her to be sharing her story and her journey with you today. Having spent two decades working in a high stress job in the arts, Kim felt burnt out, stressed and anxious. She took the plunge, left London for an extended stint in the countryside, where she became a mother and began her research into natural health solutions. Particularly eager to learn about how plants could help boost her health and well-being, she was fascinated by the endocannabinoid system and accounts of the potent power of CBD. With leading plant scientists in her immediate circle and two friends equally passionate about the plant remedies, they decided to come together to create Chloris, a pure sustainable CBD oil. Each of the founding members had discovered CBD for different health reasons, which we'll be discussing with Kim today, dealing with challenges from anxiety and insomnia to menstrual cramps and backache. They were frustrated at the lack of ethical, reliable, science-backed products, which offered a plausible alternative to drugs. Kim's focus has always been much more than the products. She and her partners founded the brand on the premise of respect for the environment, 
She is dedicated to education about CBD and its benefits, giving free informative talks and workshops across the country to pass on the information that helped her to heal her own health issues. Kim recently spearheaded an initiative with the Woodland Trust to plant trees and deforested lands in Central America, and Cloris is currently working with Choose Love as their ongoing charity partner. She is also an ambassador of David Lynch's Transcendental Meditation Foundation, which we'll also be chatting about today. So hi Kim, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, it's great to be here. And um, I love your oils. I use them quite often, sometimes if I'm about to present or if I'm having a busy day. And I, I find that it really, really helps. And uh, it's, it's a lovely thing to combine with breathwork as well. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about the components of CBD and also your journey and your discoveries with the science of this. So before we do start, can you just tell me a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. Um, as you as you briefly mentioned, I worked in the music industry, and as you have, and we know what that's like. It's mm. great fun and wild and full full power all the time, and that was amazing for my twenties. Uh, I actually started working in the music industry in my teens, so I did a really good stint. You know, like I I did my time, and it was super fun. But it got to a point where it was also very anxiety inducing. I had to do a lot of big meetings in front of a lot of people all the time. I had to travel a lot. I had to be out and kind of on, you know, like performing all the time. And after a while, it does kind of get to you or, you know, at the very least it got to me. And in my late 20s, it got to a point that it was sort of unmanageable. And I found that I couldn't do meetings without um, either completely falling apart from anxiety, either before or after, or just getting myself into such a state that I wasn't presenting my best self, or I wasn't able to like recall information. It was just becoming quite debilitating, to be honest. So I went to the doctors to ask for some help. And without too many lines of inquiry, I was put onto beta blockers. For anyone that doesn't know, they are medicine prescribed for people with heart problems, but they also help with the visible signs of anxiety. So things like shaking, shaky voice, blushing even. And quite quickly, that side of it kind of turned into a dependency. And I found that I couldn't actually get through meetings without the beta blockers. I couldn't meet people. Then I couldn't sort of do any sort of social interaction without beta blockers. And I guess that was my first sort of experiences that got me thinking about other solutions and other remedies. Yeah, I mean, I and I can really relate to that. And I think many other people can relate to that as well. Like you, I, I, I worked in the music industry for, for a very, very long time. And on the outside, we can look like we're, you know, we're, we've got it all sorted. But but inside, it takes so much energy, doesn't it, to to hold that anxiety down. And with these medications, they're great, maybe for a temporary purpose, but yeah. they are masking really the root cause aren't they and um, and also that dependency and taking them on a regular basis is most likely not brilliant for our physiology as well so you you decided to leave London and and you moved to the Cotswolds is that right yeah the leaving of London was actually on a very very positive tip I'd really worked out by this point that the kind of London life and the music industry life and running my music consultancy just wasn't for me anymore I'd kind of gone past 
that working for me. And I had been a lot more open about my desires to make visual art. I'd started to do really well with that. And within the space of a year, my visual art was actually overtaking my music consultancy in terms of earnings. I was actually making like a living wage out of making and selling art. It was like a dream. And it all happened within the space of like 18 months. So I kind of thought now or never, I feel a lot less anxious when I'm making art. And although I didn't actually know anyone in the Cotswolds, I'd never even even been to the the little village that we ended up moving to I just thought let's just do it let's just have a change and it was a very positive move and we we moved to the Cotswolds I set up an art studio and I thought right I'm just going to go and do that countryside dream Um, it was all a bit cliched because I definitely did have London burnout and for anyone that's experienced it you know that that's a real thing (laughs) Um, Mm. but I was there I I was super happy and perhaps because I was feeling more relaxed and more happy that my I, I got pregnant really quickly by that point I'd actually been able to stop taking the beta blockers about a year before that and I, I'd worked out that it was very situational my complete dependency on them was so situational to that kind of high stress city living job lifestyle so I was living in the Cotswolds I became pregnant and really it was within that time frame that I started to become deeply interested in nature natural solutions plant remedies and that was where the kind of the whole conversation around CBD and the whole journey for me personally started yeah that's fantastic because I mean obviously you were able to step out of London life and get to the Cotswolds and do what you love and and change your career but obviously for not maybe some people listening to this, they're, they're still in those fast-paced jobs or wondering how, how they can make those changes. And so when, when you started going down the route of, of working with plants and exploring sort of natural remedies, was that in mind to, to help with your own anxiety or was it something that you'd already thought that it was something that you wanted to take out into the world? Initially, it was just to help myself And because I know what that feels like. And actually, you've just raised a really good point about for the people that are still in it. I quickly learned with regards to the work that you do, for example, with breath work and the work that I do with with CBD and plants, that those tools, those day to day tools are actually so much more helpful coping mechanisms for people day to day rather than the big all singing all dancing disappearing to a retreat for seven days and doing something really intense like ayahuasca and then being thrust back into your London or or city life or busy career and being on a tube I had done all of those things too and they aren't that helpful because you're kind of packed back in and there's no kind of follow-up support but I I could see really quickly that this more gentle day-to-day tools and nurturing is actually a lot more helpful and so so yeah to answer your question sorry was was it was that's great and it's no it's it's a really good point actually what you just said too because it's like like you just said when when we go away or we go on retreats and then we are in maybe a bubble where it's really nice and open and then you feel wonderful and you feel great and you've detoxed and then you go back into that environment where you're going back into your triggers and being surrounded by certain people lifestyles and so on sometimes it can really hit you even more with a bang can't it and and like you say with these other sort of supporting tools these natural tools like working with the breath every day understanding our bodies more like how what we're putting into our bodies and so on um 
then it's then we're just we're we're keeping the body like our own little ecosystems inside we're keeping them in balance so that we we can manage those those daily stresses and be able to to be less reactive and we're not stimulating the sympathetic nervous system all the time so we're not you know we're able to think more clearly and focus and be more creative and be more inspired and on that note it just with the endocannabinoid system. Endo, endocannabinoid system, yeah. Yeah, I'd love it if you could just explain about that and then and then how that leads into with the CBD as well. Yeah, of course. So the endocannabinoid system, which you can totally call the ECS if you want. Everyone does. <laughs> it's a much easier way to, yeah. um, to say it because like, everyone slight, pronounces it slightly differently and I don't think anyone's really sure. But um, the endocannabinoid system is a neurotransmitter network. Basically, there are these receptors within the endocannabinoid system all over the body. It's in all of our vital systems, in our brain, under our skin even. And the main role of, this, of the ECS Yes, is to regulate the optimum uh, functioning and balance of all of these systems and these areas within the body. And people may have heard of the term homeostasis, and that essentially means balance. So to cut a long story short, the ECS works to create homeostasis or balance. And I think once people have that knowledge, it becomes clear how powerful CBD can be. And the way that CBD links in with all of this and how it it interacts with the ECS is that CBD is a phytocannabinoid and it is very similar to the cannabinoid that our cannabinoids that our bodies naturally make which are called endocannabinoids so endo Mm -hmm. meaning inside phyto being plant so um, CBD interacts with all of these receptors around our body to encourage the optimum functioning and and as I say our body knows what to do with these phytocannabinoids because they're very similar in makeup to the endocannabinoids that we make there's also a lot of evidence to suggest actually that many um, health issues that are increasingly prevalent in today's society can be in part due to an endocannabinoid deficiency. So our, that whole system is undernourished. And we actually work with a brilliant doctor called Dr. Julie Malte, and she's a published author on all things CBD. She's also a prescriber of medicinal cannabis and CBD, and she um, has recorded some brilliant results and data in her patients that after using CBD every day for a month that there's actually a noticeable reduction in their cortisol levels which of course we know is the stress hormone so Mm. that is just something that's so sort of helpful to people because it's so accessible and it's so within everyday reach that's why regular supplementation is important it's a bit like exactly as you say with regards to breath work or with regards to exercise or with regards to healthy eating doing these things just once or once a month or something of yes it will be beneficial but it won't be as beneficial as if it's something that you allow yourself to practice on a regular basis Mm. And so can you just tell me a little bit about your journey and, and how you got to make your oils and, and what, what sort of what is it that sort of like stands out with them that noticeably because I know that you've had some incredible results and you've had research from people, you know, where it really has helped anxiety and it has helped pain and it has helped insomnia as well. Yeah, I mean, really, that frustration at finding dubious quality products, that was really the start of Chloris in a wider sense. So as we said, so I was I was researching it for my own reasons, particularly in the realms of sleep and pain and mood. And then Pedram and Matt, who are the other founders of Chloris, were particularly 
um, using it for PTSD and also more chronic ongoing pain issues such as back issues and back pain. And so before Chloris even existed, we would go out and buy um, different CBD brands from different places for our own use, not just um, oral drops, but also balms, you know, like things to apply topically to certain areas. And we were all confused, like we were all getting completely mixed results, depending on like, there didn't seem to be like, you know, we could buy the same brand even or the same strength or the same origin of products, you know, from the same origin of you know same from the same country or the same raw ingredients we were like how are we feeling sometimes that it's helpful and sometimes that it's not and that's really when we started to dive quite deeply into the background of how cbd products are made the regulations around it the quality control and that was really when we realized at that point that actually the kind of the quality control element wasn't enforced at that point and so people could be putting out things that weren't necessarily as strong or as effective as as they perhaps made out and that was when we really thought we're so passionate about this we have knowledge in our immediate immediate circle we have two incredible plant scientists we can do better basically and also yeah just from um a completely commercial standpoint i used to get so frustrated when things were wrapped in plastic or they looked ugly, or they were mixed with other ingredients that were not clean or natural. Or I was just like, this is just not, this is so far away from what this plant should be. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is removed everything that's sort of brilliant and sacred about this. And so we literally sat around having Sunday lunch one day and went, should we just start, should we just start a new business together? And we were all super busy in our own lives. Like, as I say, I was finally realising this dream of making art. I'd had Um, just had a baby Pedro was doing really well with uh, music production and he just fulfilled the dream of doing a film score Matt is a brilliant serial entrepreneur across tech and we so we were kind of busy like we weren't like we had nothing going on we just thought it was just such a passion point for all of us that we couldn't ignore it and so Mm. we went into an intense period of research and development and design and basically reading and absorbing and schooling ourselves on everything and driving our plant scientists crazy with a million questions every day and a year and a half after that we launched with three products so it's a very very small range to start with um, but we didn't want anything to be gimmicky you know everything had to be well thought out and we wanted to do everything ourselves with you I mean would you say that you know, obviously you were working in the in the music industry and getting triggered with anxiety with how, especially when you were having to present or, or go into big rooms and sort of that was like one of your one of one of your triggers. Would you say that CBD, but also you've mentioned as well you've worked with meditation too, and so that's been a big part in helping to get to the roots of the anxiety as well. I think that working with plants, working with breath, working with meditation, I think all of these things really interlink so brilliantly with each other and they all help inform one another and because they all help drive awareness of yourself and mm. it's all about doing the work, isn't it? Like what what the dependency on the beta blocker showed me was that there's no shortcut and masking it only makes it worse and 
there's some real honesty in the work that you have to do with um, even things like CBT, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy and, and the work that you do and, and definitely transcendental meditation for me, like all of that just feeds in so beautifully to each other. I should actually say I'm not like a completely 100% A grade student when it comes to TM. <laughs> Certainly the people at the David Lynch Foundation and the people that do TM are very much like twice a day, 20 minutes. And I'm not that good <laughs> I like some days like I don't do it every single day I, it's funny I always return to it when in moments of need and uh, definitely CBD and TM in the evenings if I've got any kind of insomnia issues going on are just like such an incredible combination for me but again mm-hmm. then I'm even technically breaking the rules because I do it lying down in bed where of course if you ask a you know a real tm they'll say like don't do it like that I'm just a normal person that like I like to get up and have coffee first thing I'm not like this sort of Instagram version of like a wellness guru you know it's the whole like no makeup makeup crystals green juice wellness person I'm not that perfect person so I find these tools of plants and CBD and breath work and TM just really real brilliant helpful yeah and I think it's it's important to find you know the tools that work for you isn't it and yeah and I always say that with breath work as well it's about becoming the architect of your own breath and your your own methods because it doesn't have to be one size fits all and yeah. you know it's like 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 you said like with TM it's easier for you if you're you're lying down and, and in the you know after a busy day and I know that you're a mom and you're you know running a business and sometimes it's just putting that extra pressure on ourselves to be to be in a in a position upright when we're meditating and I, you know when I work with breath as well sometimes when you're when your mind is so busy and when you're when you're feeling different aches and pains in your body or tension in your body then it's almost like you're forcing yourself or you're making it a chore so just by just really listening into your body and just that have just in that way that you know we are we are all nature and often we we forget or well human beings just definitely seem to have I mean it's so disconnected isn't it really right now with human beings and nature where it seems to be like they're like it's like nature and then there's human beings but actually we are all one and it's and if we are putting that trauma or we're putting stress on our bodies and so on then we will feel that imbalance and just sort of stepping back and and really listening in and working with plants and listening into your body all of these things just help us bring back balance which is exactly what we need right now I think it's that thing around you know there's a lot of protests and there's a lot of noise out there at the moment and you know there's a lot of voices and a lot of opinions and slowing down really is like the biggest act of rebellion in a way that we could we could do and um and I think like they're just these little rituals just to remembering to look after ourselves look after our own inner compass but also it's, it's like it's like inner activism in itself really where you're taking care of yourself first so that then you can be you can give more to others when you when you go out into the world for you I mean as a mother as well is this something that you felt passionately about doing because it's something that you know for future generations as well that you feel like there's a really kind of important message here too yeah absolutely like I want to be a good example and role model to my son and that's what I'm I am so proud of what 
we are doing at Chloris. Like it's all about integrity. It's all about education. It's all about free sharing of information and kind of cutting through the noise. And that's why we do, we are doing all of the the environmental um, touch points as well. You know, we are working hard to become carbon negative and B Corp certified. And it's so important that if I'm going to work this hard on something, then it, it needs to have like that that sort of the, the pride and the integrity running through it. And it, you're so right, like when you become a parent, that's really those values I feel like they become really really amplified as a mum like how do you find that you juggle being an entrepreneur and and being a mum being like a public speaker as well how do you find that balance and how do you find that works for you I feel like exactly what you were just saying about we've become so disconnected I really really feel like in terms of how families are run these days I feel like we've also become so disconnected to how things used to be in terms of the support network within having that tribe having like the aunties and the elders and everyone around to support young families through those like crucial formative years I definitely feel that that puts a lot of pressure on modern families they are perhaps not so close to their support network and because of the nature of the the modern world that you know we have to work harder things cost more and so I think really like I always just say and this is like the advice I had to give myself and it took me a little while to listen to this but was just to go easy on yourself, be kind to yourself and ask for help. And don't ever think that you can or that you should do absolutely everything all at the same time. Mm. I know that, you know, I have a preschool child who's he's not even five yet. And I started Cloris when he was one. So it was such a kind of hectic time of life that I know my work pace is perhaps slower than if I had started Cloris before he was born. But at the same time, my vision for it, my clarity for it, my passion for it, and my complete willingness to ditch everything else that either wasn't like family or Cloris, so that I just could solely focus on those things. I know that if I tried to start all of this before I became a mum anyway, I wouldn't have been as good. Mm. I feel so much stronger and happier and more wise since becoming a parent. You, I just feel like you can you cut through the noise a lot quicker because you don't really have the time you don't really have the time or the energy to engage in um, a lot of the stuff that you used to like pre-parenthood yeah I mean it's I think with kids they teach us more than anyone I think about being present as well don't they oh yeah exactly you know you can't kid a kidder and I guess it, as well it's like it's about how do we want to be remembered in this world and how do we want to be remembered as when we're ancestors and and you know what we what we give to the world and and in the way that you know there's been I mean we're just with things that's happening like with climate change and all of that stuff which they're going to have to deal with as well is um is that something as well that you felt was was driving you to kind of to to do this or to make a change or yeah, for sure. I mean, as I, I mentioned, the environmental touch points um, are super crucial to like everything Cloris does, but also the mental health or the mental well-being of the next generation is like mm. paramount yeah. in everything we do. And I know that the work that sort of I've had to do to unravel the sort of pain from my own childhood just through sort of unawareness and things like that is 
is something that I try and keep at the forefront of my mind every day to kind of spare the younger generation in any small way we can. A lot of the pain that our generation had to go through from unconscious parenting or just sort of mental well-being not being at the forefront. And that is a lot to do with what the work that we do here as well, just in terms of being conscious every day. Yeah. I mean, it's in a way, isn't it? If you hadn't had that experience with your career and going, you know, having to go to doctors and go to uh, and go on beta blockers, then maybe you wouldn't have have got to where you are now. Yeah. I mean, what would you what would you say that kind of the, the biggest challenges that, that people have come across or, or what are like some of the, you know, the case studies or, or successes that, that you've had with CBD that you would say? Well, I think the biggest challenges we come across certainly is still the educational aspect or like the stigmatization aspect of working with anything to do with cannabis, thanks to, you know, prohibition. And, you know, because throughout history, if you look back thousands of years, people have always used the cannabis plant or the hemp plant that, you know, for therapeutic reasons. And it's only really recently in, you know, recent decades that prohibition has created this stigma around the use of it. So, you know, numerous times a week, I still go back to the basics with like numerous people on a one to one basis of CBD is not psychotropic, it will not make you feel intoxicated in any way. That is the THC element of the plant, which all of our products are actually THC free. But it's the education on that kind of base level, I would say, is the kind of biggest barrier to entry, although that is starting to ease now. That is why we provide, you know, updated free educational resources twice a week, which a lot of it, you know, it takes a lot of time and, and energy and effort and money to create. But we feel like it's such an important thing to offer for free because of how beneficial it is when people understand it. and talking about positive case studies something that we always do with all of our educational blog posts is linked to unbiased peer-reviewed respected resources that show you know data actual data and studies on any particular given topic that we're talking about that day so for example we've spoken about you know work performance anxiety there's some brilliant studies that we reference on our site that's specifically about how cbd can help when it comes to public speaking and how people who had taken a pre the, the control group who had taken a pretreatment of CBD performed better under a high pressure public speech. So they were able to recall information better. Their heart rate wasn't laboured. Their breathing or their you know their breathing rate wasn't quickened. And they just they didn't report any of the associated feelings of discomfort that you normally get with stress and anxiety and nervousness. And, and then one week we might do something on uh, CBD and menopause or. CBD and sleep and we really delve into each topic and then offer all of that data because there is a lot of noise on the internet and it can be difficult to know where to look or to decipher what's legit and what isn't that's kind of wrapped up the the wrapped up answer of mm. the biggest challenges and you know the best successes it's all yeah it's I mean all it's, it's, it's super exciting isn't it because like you say with all of these sort of different conditions and some of the unknown stuff and you know like with menopause it's again it's something that you know I guess as women that we're not it's like even if, like with periods as well, isn't it? And with menopause, it's something that women have been conditioned to kind of not really talk about openly or bring into yeah. work and you just have to sort of get on with it and just to open up these discussions and also just to, to to understand again what is going on in the body and how you know because normally it's just like well you just have to get on with it and it's it's part of it part of being a woman um but actually having these these 
having a, a deeper understanding of what is going on within all of the systems of the body and how you can bring back in balance with these tools, with breath, with diet, with CBD, with with lifestyles, with just like you, just what you said earlier as well about being kind to yourself and not being in that kind of, you know, I think that, you know, globally there's like this, and I'm not directing this at men when I say a masculine drive, but there's more of a masculine drive in like as to what success is or how we, you know, how we, how we run our days. It's, it's more kind of like, you know, had that and the nine to five or even nine to seven for so many people is just not a sustainable way um, to be or to live for so many people. It's like lots of people just in a rush to, to get to somewhere so that they don't have to be in a rush anymore. And just like having these conversations and I guess for something that we probably didn't have when we were, we were younger, like kind of depression, anxiety, it was just literally where you just, there wasn't really that support so much there was still that stigma around it as well you know the amazing thing about all of this though is that you never ever stop learning and you never stop like doing the work or even discovering things about yourself like even like the second or third conversation I ever had with you it was like your line of inquiry was so brilliant and so simple like we were talking about the dependency on the beta blockers that I had and the severe performance anxiety when it came to work to the point where I was physically falling apart and you asked me a question in a way that no doctor no friend no wellness person online has ever said like you said to me like why do you think your nervous system reacts in this way and me as a woman in my late 30s a mum who's done all the work who you know is heavily invested in wellness and my own you know my own personal well-being I said I don't know why my nervous system reacted that way I thought you know I just thought it was just me and then you said well how long do you feel like you'd been in fight or flight mode and I don't know if you remember this but there was just this like heavy silence between us and then I just come out with I just went my whole life and Mm -hmm. it's like it all comes back to childhood doesn't it you know you're talking about the awareness not being there when we were little and like it does all come back to childhood. And I find reading things um, from like Dr. Gabor Mate, you know, his his theories on childhood trauma so brilliant and so helpful. And that I think is so helpful for a lot of people because he always says like, it's not necessarily what happens to you when you're younger that's the trauma. It's how it's dealt with. It's how it's either picked up or brushed under the carpet. It's how it's dealt with afterwards as to how you will carry it with you into adulthood and it will manifest into these kind of issues. And that's why I've, I found these conversations so hopeful and so helpful and breath work so helpful and mm-hmm. working with CBD and plants and just giving myself that knowledge so helpful. It's because these, these are issues that have been with us for a long time. They stem from our formative years, whatever anyone's individual issues are. And just trying to work backwards and unravel that is just no easy task. And I think if you can find these tools to help you help you get to that point, it's just invaluable. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think it's just, you know, like having, you know, on the journey of life, having different conversations or, you know, like you say, just just with opening little doors with the nervous system. We have to be so gentle with our nervous system. I mean, I always, you know, really strongly believe that, you know, sometimes you can do some of this intense therapy work 
you know, you can really blast some doors wide open. And when you blast them open, you can't always shut them. And so it's like with with this, you know, I think that just just generally with how wellness is moving forward and having that approach of sometimes gentle and slow and not making massive changes maybe in your life straight away is is the way forward like that more gentle approach that more accessible approach so that it's like a more like an uncoiling and an unraveling of the nervous system so it doesn't like snap i'm going back to what you were saying about hemp and about cannabis and it's like these are ancient ancient plants with all of this wisdom that have been gifted to us from the earth which is just miraculous in itself. And over the years, they have been, I guess it's because, you know, that that those healing qualities, which are actually they're there and they're abundant and they're free, if we respect the earth and if we if we allow it to kind of, you know, if, if we give it space to, to, to flourish and grow, but also to rest as well. But unfortunately, it's, it's like, you know, it's even with tobacco, you know, tobacco, actually in some uh tribes and people that i've worked with it's a really beautiful healing medicine if taken in a liquid form i've seen some incredible things happen with tobacco but you know we're smoking it and when you know and equally it can be very very addictive but that was almost like as Kurukindi and my other teachers would say, the white man would go in and they would see these plants and then they would extort it so that they're making it for money. And when you're, you know, when you're using it in that way, then you can, you can lose those, you know, the, the natural healing qualities of it because there's, there's, there's two sides, dark and light to them. So I think it's, I think what's really uh, wonderful, but so needed right now is just like that importance of, of really, honoring the medicine of nature and I think in, in that way as well when we go to con- generations and we go to conditioning and so on it's it's rather than as you just said when we were talking about anxiety and we we're talking about how long has your flight or fight system how long have you been in flight or fight for often we're not we're not asked that when we go to a doctor's we give a medication and yeah. um you know I'm I'm pro modern medicine and I'm pro natural medicine as well and I think both you know both have you know there's the science between both of them can be integrated that's that's a wonderful thing oh absolutely yeah I'm not against western medicine at all I just feel it's important to say that you know if you're taking medication you know there's absolutely no stigma or shame in that at all and you know if you're Mm. told to take certain meds you know you need to you need to do that and I think you're right it's just about the integration of both sets of wisdoms and being mm-hmm. able to use them both in the kind of harmonious and harmonious and intelligent way okay wow I mean I think we've kind of gone a little bit over our time but then also at the same time I could talk to you so much about all of this and actually I'm really looking forward to learning so much more as well and I think you very kindly said that we can have a a discount code as well which I'll share with the listeners at the end of this yeah is there anything else that you would like to share or you could a little a little I'm going to really put you on the spot now (laughs) sorry Go, go on, no worries. <laughs> but yeah, no, just a little pearls of wisdom, just just to close this. What would you, what would you share? I think I think you actually already said it. Like going against the streams is is almost like the most rebellious thing you can do. And me leaving London at the peak of everything, and 
making myself slow down and give myself more time and being kinder to myself was like my own medicine that I had to like administer to myself and really learn. And it's the thing that's made the biggest difference to me um, to a much more calmer and happier life. And so that's the, the biggest thing I would say to everybody else is just to be kind and give yourself the time to be more still and to read and just not feel so obliged to be so busy all the time well thank you Kim thank you so much thanks so much for having me on thank you I love I love everything that you're doing I think it's amazing and I think it's so accessible for all types of people I just think it's brilliant thank you so thank you so much Kim for joining me on the podcast today and thank you all at home for joining me and listening I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did for more breathing tips and advice please go to www.breathingtree.co.uk. There's lots of free information, books, offerings, workshops and retreats to empower you with your breath. Every day we can change our state of being and every breath is an opportunity to live this life fully and be present in every moment. You've been listening to the And Breathe podcast presented by me, Rebecca Dennis and produced by One Fine Play.